Hey everybody, welcome to the 10 to 12 podcast, the official podcast of Teamsters Local 1150. I'm Stephen French. I'm Vinny Kaitsi. And we're here with Statman Jason Shoemaker. Statman. So we have a guest today, steward, Local 1150 steward, and founding member of the Local 1150 Teamsters for Tomorrow, or T for T, Dave Lucas. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming. So, Dave, you 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 have a long history with the Teamsters, going back to when you were a kid, right, and beyond. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about that. I do. I'm actually something I'm very proud of. Something I talk about a lot is being a fourth generation Teamster. Um, my family goes back, obviously, to my great grandfather. I'm actually the first member of my family that's in a different local. My great-grandfather started out in Teamsters Local 671 out of Bloomfield. He worked for Carolina Freight for a long time. Then my grandfather also worked for Carolina Freight. My father worked for Carolina Freight for a short time, then had a long career at UPS, and now I'm here. I love it. Are they all drivers? They were all truck drivers. There's a long history in my family. I'm kind of the inside shop guy, not the real man working on the... So you don't know how to drive? I do not. Okay. If you talk to my father. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. So tell us about that history. Tell us some some stuff about about how you um, how how you kind of fell in love with the Teamsters or or realized that the Teamsters were maybe um, something that you wanted to be involved with. So my experience with the Teamsters, where I have a pretty unique perspective coming in, based upon that. My knowledge came from, you know, sitting around the dinner table talking about with my grandfather, my father, hearing stories, and I didn't really understand as a kid what the Teamsters really were. I knew my dad went to work every day when I was a kid in a UPS uniform. I knew he drove some sort of truck, and then eventually when he transitioned into the, you know, the union office as an officer, um, I didn't really know what he did, but, you know, a couple stories in my mind stick out. That, you know, when I was a kid, the UPS, uh, UPS overnight strike of 97, which, you know, depending on, on how old your listeners are, some of them might have been alive during this, but uh, it shut the country down. UPS went on strike as a massive company and it literally shut the country down. And, you know, my dad thought it was important to see working class people and the struggles they went through. So he'd bring me to the picket line. I didn't really I don't think have a huge concept I knew they just weren't working I I saw guys you know holding signs eating hot dogs upset but what really you know made an impression upon me when we went back to the hall one time where I saw that you know the members got their strike stipend much like here any other local but they were also receiving food not food benefits actual you know frozen pizzas chicken meat anything that the family may have needed to get by and it kind of, you know, really impressed upon me that the Teamsters weren't just a job. It was, hey, this is a family. This is a brotherhood, much like we call each other brother and sister, that it's it's more than that. And that's what we give back to our members. And I, I just it, it, it always stuck with me, even to this day when I became a Teamster. One of the other things I actually saw um, on 9-11, and once again, uh, it make me feel old now. It was so 20 years ago. But uh we did a collection and you know I I was just my dad's kid I wasn't a teamster but I watched all the Connecticut locals step up fill a bunch of trailers with hard hats respirators water socks anything those rescue workers may have needed to help out they did a collection and made runs down to the pile 
for quite a while. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, my dad took me one night after school. He's like, hey, we're, we're driving down to the city. We're bringing this trailer. You should see this. And not once did we call the press to show us what we were doing. It wasn't, hey, look at what the Teamsters are. It was just, we serve our community. We don't need the credit for it. We do it because it's right. That's awesome. I remember That's that awesome. actually. I re- I remember that collection. We were actually staging a lot of the material right around the corner from our Union yeah. Hall at um at the old Avco factory. We were staging a lot of the equipment and a lot of the the supplies inside that factory. So that's a really cool story. A lot of the joint councils still do stuff like that. I think uh, ours did recently. They shipped a lot of stuff down to uh, down south anyway. I don't remember which state. Yeah, it's something I think that's that's pretty typical of the Teamsters Union. We we do for our community, like you said, Dave, right? And yeah. and and not because we want notoriety for it, but it's because, you know, I I talk to young young Teamsters all the time or or prospective Teamsters when I do new employee orientation and and I talk all the time about how the Teamsters kind of have this this edict that we have to make the communities that we work in better places to live in and and it's it's a mantra that we use and and it's it's something that we live right so we do that totally i think it's you know we're members of the community and i think it's important to you know help the community in which you live and work in most of the time absolutely yeah we say time and time again we need people to be active members and you know that's what it's about you know going out and helping people whether it's in your local or from another local or across the country so i I got a question for you and uh i think we could probably relate on this growing up did you notice like the benefits your dad got being being a teamster and working in a union shop and that's something that i felt when growing up too my dad worked in a teamster shop so i noticed like you know we always had time you know for vacation and he always you know made a decent wage so I was fortunate enough um, to grow up in Union Healthcare my entire life. It, and, you know, my mom had some health scares growing up, and we never worried about, you know, were the medical bills yeah. paid? Yeah. Were, where's that money coming from? Everything was covered. And, you know, to this day, obviously, I'm in Union Healthcare, but my dad always made a joke that, you know, had having a kid wasn't free. My grandfather would have never had kids. And he never would have been here. That was the power of <laughs> union healthcare. Yeah. It's amazing. So did you have aspirations growing up of, of following in, in the footsteps of your, your grandfather and your great grandfather and your father as a truck driver, or did you just know that you wanted to be a union guy? Uh, believe it or not, I actually went to college to for criminal justice. I wanted to be a police officer. Oh, wow. And I took a job at Sikorsky while, you know, in between college and, you know, applying for jobs. And it's just something that kind of came natural to me. And I just, you know, growing up in local 671, I saw a lot and it just was always on the back burner. But I never realized it was something I wanted to do until I officially became a Teamster. I was a member of UFCW in high school when I worked at a grocery store. And that was a very positive experience. Nice. I was also a member of the Stagehands Unions throughout high school and college setting up for concerts and that was amazing i mean being a college kid getting paid essentially to watch shows and meet your favorite bands have you ever had a non-union job um i worked in a restaurant when i was about 14 washing dishes i think that's the only non-union job actually. and you didn't try to organize the dish ever worked (laughs) (laughs) so so that's cool um 
So so how did how did you come about ending up at Sikorsky? You say you took a job, you know, while you were in school or 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 while you were looking for for criminal justice job. How did so how did that come about? Yeah, like like any other person, you know, I'm out of college, I'm looking for you know, applying to the police department, but I got bills. They're not paying you while you're applying. I fortunately had those resources to reach out to and say, hey, can we do a job? And he was, yeah, you know, we got hookups everywhere. The Teamsters are a big family. We'll find you something, whether it's, you know, UPS, it's not going to be glamorous, but whatever. I'm, I'm willing to work. I got a job at Sikorsky and I found myself really enjoying it. I became a Teamster member overnight obviously I was very excited you actually coincidentally were my first steward I was which was really interesting because and one of one of the first experiences with you are you know you introduce yourself I'm your steward you know I said hi I'm Dave we parted ways and the next day you came back to me and you said are you Dave Lucas are you are you Teamsters kid and I said yeah and why didn't you say something and it was a whole different world and I saw that family atmosphere about it and it was something I really enjoyed and I remember how excited I was to go to my first meeting and really become a part of this uh, this movement, this family. So you come to Sikorsky, you, you join the Teamsters Union, Local 1150. Um, then what? So, so you're a steward. So how did that come about? So I felt from day one how important it was for me to give back. I mentioned the union health care. I've been so privileged in my life living, you know, my father earning a union wage to be able to pay for, you know, college, put food on the table. We never had to really worry about that kind of stuff because of the union. So when I came in, I felt that, you know, in my ledger, I, I owed and I should give back, whether it be, you know, being a steward or, you know, starting a caucus or anything like that. I felt from the ground up. But my first first thing I felt I had to do was attend the meeting. And it's kind of funny, you know, um, I came to my first meeting. I think it was my, I got hired in January, had a meeting in February. I took a seat in the corner by the door. That was 13 years ago. I'm still sitting in that same seat every meeting now and every steward meeting. And it was just about what can I do to serve the local that, and the union that's done so much for me. And Dave, to your credit, when you came in, there wasn't an immediate opening for a steward, right? You were We were in the middle of a term. You had to wait. So I remember we met early. We were both kids. And uh, you immediately wanted to get involved, but there wasn't an immediate opening. And that's when you really found a way to, to bring up Teamsters for tomorrow. And you created that on your own. Um, and that's a really good, valuable thing for kids, to, or not even just kids, but anybody involved in the union now to get into. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so I, I don't want to take all the credit because Shoemaker was one of the original members. Uh, you know, Mark Maddow. There were, there were a bunch of us, George Rosa, that actually kind of came together like-minded. And, you know, it came about, I was playing in the golf tournament, talking to Rock about, you know, um, so many caucuses. Like, why don't we have a young guys caucus? And, you know, we kind of bandied about it back and forth. And, you know, he, he Rock being as proactive as he is, he's go out, find some guys, see what we can do. I did. You know, I knew you from being a steward. You were a young guy. We we share a birthday, coincidentally. <laughs> and uh, we got a group together. And then being the local as progressive as it is was behind us 100%. And they were like, go out and do some stuff. So we put together the Teamster for Tomorrow, which is now, you know, being rebranded as the Futures with all the other groups in the area. But it's an excellent group to educate young members about what we do and why it's to be a Teamster. 
But our core function, really, I would say, you know, there's the Veterans Caucus, they deal with veterans, there's the Black Caucus, they deal with their issues, the Women's Caucus. We really deal with the charity arm of the local. So we're dealing with more of the fun stuff, like 5Ks, uh, toy drives. We don't want to overwhelm these young members when they come in and say, hey, hit the pavement, go bang on doors and hand out pamphlets. No, come to a tailgate. It's about the camaraderie and, you know, being what it means to be a true union member. So why uh, why did you decide to go from T for T to the Futures? So um, we were one of three Teamsters for Tomorrow caucuses in the country. I believe it was Indiana and I forget the other state, but they kind of fell by the wayside. We were kind of doing our own thing. Uh, we started around 2012, officially launched in 2013. A few other locals in Connecticut now have launched the Futures. Uh, Local 25 out of Boston has been instrumental. They have, being a city, they have access to such a large membership and such a large youth membership. That makes sense. They launched their own Futures, and we decided that, you know, we're all Teamsters. We should be under one umbrella. If we want to speak with a unified message, let's rebrand. Absolutely. It's a great name. We're going to use it. We're going to come out, and we've since then, you know, Jason and I just went up to Boston for a, um, a futures conference where we all got together, the three locals in Connecticut, the Boston guys. It was awesome to meet yeah. other teamsters from other walks of life and everything. It's very beneficial. Yeah, so the goal here is really to unify all the, the young and upcoming teamsters throughout New England, right, and encourage that participation and, and growth within the union. Yeah, and you can't do that if everyone's under a different name and kind of confused. Yeah. It help, really helps everybody connect. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so, so what kind of things are you going to do? Right, you're going to you're going to rebrand, new logo, new, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I would assume that there's going to be kind of a a relaunch of you know a recruiting effort to try to get get folks involved. Um, what's that going to look like? Absolutely. Uh, dropped the bomb on Rocco now, but uh, we did a football tailgate one year where we uh, you know we had everybody down. We have a great hall here. We, you know, we were able to show football on the big screen, cook some burgers. So the plan is, you know, Shu and I were talking about it the other day to, you know, probably have another football tailgate down here. Invite the other to 671 and 443 futures committees. We'll all get together. We'll bring in the other guys from 1150, cook some burgers, probably watch some football. It's usually, you know, rather than throwing an event, so it's just like training or something like that. We all bond over football. Yeah. Uh, so... Any idea when, you know, like a timeline? When as that's soon as that happen? hall floor is done. Pro- mm-hmm. I'm hoping probably November time frame, something like that, end of November before Thanksgiving. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. So, Dave, who should get involved in the futures? Anybody under 40 is the way we look at it. That's kind of the cutoff. What? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't join. You are what they call a Teamsters for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry to be the one right. to, to drop this on you at this time as I'm a guest on your show. But I'm a little bummed out. That's okay. It happens. So really anyone, we're looking for youth. We're looking for the yeah. next generation. You know, our slogan in uh, the futures is be what tomorrow needs. So we're looking for the next generation to learn what it means to be yeah. a Teamster, get involved, experience that camaraderie. One of the first events that we did as, you know, as the Futures was the Victoria Soto run. Victoria Soto, for those of you who don't know, was the teacher that was sadly killed in the Newtown shooting. She was a local Stratford resident. So they actually hold a 5K once a year in November right up the road here at the old AFCO. Uh, Jeremy Colazzo, who's 
in the group he you know grew up with vicky her cousin who's a fairfield cop actually runs the event we go down there once a year we bring our truck down we've been a sponsor since the beginning we hand out water at the finish line it's a way for us to give back to the community yeah it's great it's a lot of fun for something that's so somber so all right if i were a whole lot younger and (laughs) and and i joined the futures um, and, and I'm doing, you know, the tailgates and the, and the, the, you know, handing out water at the Soto run. Um, how am I going to get involved with my union? So at the risk of sounding like a drug dealer, we give you a little taste, much like the, uh, <laughs> tailgates, it goes from there and then you just get involved like anything else much, you know, and I recognize, like I said before, I'm not, I'm kind of unique. We're coming into this as a different generation and all that stuff, but you get involved, you start to see like, like charity work. It feels good, right? You're enjoying yourself. You're helping out with the community. You're meeting your coworkers that, you know, you work with every day. We work long hours, inside hours on top of each other. These people become your family. I mean, I spend more time at work being on second shift with shoemaker than I do with my own children. So you got to like the people you work with. I know. (laughs) hope I make you proud (laughs) so I mean you gotta you gotta like the people you work with you gotta build that bond and this is an excellent way to do that and it's not so much I find that there's resistance to wanting to participate it's getting to them and now that you know with the new employee orientation I know the caucuses are mentioned I reach out to the guys in second shift we have futures members on all three shifts so and some of them are stewards and everything so they have access to the shop it's a way for us to really just approach them at first. And I find that once they're approached and they see what we do, one of the great events we just did was uh, Farm Aid. As Teamsters, you know, Farm Aid moves around every year. It's this great concert. We, get, we have the privilege. We get to drive and volunteer our time to drive the bands around. So when you approach these young kids and say, hey, you want to drive Willie Nelson for a weekend? That's like, who's Willie Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the under 40 thing comes That from. old guy that smokes weed? <laughs> but, uh, that's really where it comes from, these opportunities that are being you know, given to them. Like, Who doesn't want to go to a football tailgate, eat some, eat some food with your coworkers, hang out, get to know each other, and then from there, just it really expands. What's cool about that group, too, is that you can do it on your own terms, right? So if you don't feel like going to a football game today, you don't have to go. Um, it's something that you can kind of set your own pace and, and get involved where you see fit. And I say all the time that it's it's really important for young members just to to get into that habit of thinking about the union, of the the union just being somewhere in their mind, even if it's in the back of your mind. Um, it, you know, it's part of your work experience, it's part of your life experience. And, and I think if people think that way, they become union minded and then they begin to understand um, why it's important to not just them, but to everyone to get involved. Yeah, it's definitely about the relationships that you make with the other people down here. And I remember, Dave, when we were young and we were coming down for different events, you'd find out, you know, you'd learn something unexpected at one of these events. Or you'd hear a story that, you know, then you're in the shop later and it relates back to something you're going through. So it's more than just volunteering. Oh, absolutely. The, the stories in alone are worth it. You know, hearing some of the stories from, you know, either you, Steve, Rocco, some of the crazy stuff that, you know, hearing the old shop stories and how different it is now. And, you know, my grandfather worked for Pratt Whitney for 40 years used to tell talk about how you get two tokens at lunch to drink 
and the guys would, you know, some guys didn't drink, so they'd share their tokens with the other guys, and you can't possibly fathom that now. And that's solidarity. Being at work, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> drink tokens. I mean, imagine that in this Korsky cafeteria. It's crazy to think that that went down, or even smoking in the shop. When you hear some of the older guys talk about, oh, we used to smoke like crazy, yeah. it seems like a different time. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny because I think back to 10 years ago when you were starting the group and we were kids and now, you know, people were saying to us at the time, oh, just wait, it's going to fly by and, you know, you're going to be old before you know it. And now we're getting to that point where, you know, we're, like Steve here, we're going to be aging out of the uh, <laughs> T for T soon. But my point is that for these people that are thinking about getting involved, we didn't think about us being at this point when we got involved in T for T, when you started T for T. This is something that our involvement, we just stayed involved in, and it kind of grew over time. And the people that are going to get involved now, you're going to define the union moving forward. We're not going to be here you know, forever. Nobody is. I am. You, you might, <laughs> since you don't age. But uh, no, it, we're going to need people to get involved, and you know that's that's who is the you are the union. Hence our slogan: Absolutely. "Be what tomorrow needs." And 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 I would just say that that to encourage people to consider getting involved with with your group, um, don't don't be intimidated, don't be afraid, don't be you know, don't think that oh, involvement is a scary thing. Like, that's going to take up too much of my time. Or, or and, you know, whatever you're comfortable with is what we need, right? If it's, if it's a little bit, if it's a whole lot, whatever your comfort level of involvement is, that's what we want. Yeah, we've got 1.3 million members in this country. So, you yeah. know. Yeah, now, you know, with the, the starting of the other groups from the other locals, we're going to do a lot more with them. We talked about maybe doing a softball game. Just anything to get together. I know, you know, we do the Stuart Yukon game. All those events, it's just build solidarity and camaraderie. And you're less, you know, that's your brother or your sister next to you. And you, you really start to look at it that way. I mean, I met Shoemaker by chance. Just he was a young Stuart. I, I met his brother at a, a bachelor party for one of my best friends, coincidentally. And we hit it off because of that. Yeah. And had it not been for that one, you know, random encounter, you know, we we may not be sitting here together today. Yeah, and you're right. It yeah. does. It becomes a brotherhood. I don't even like any of you guys, and, and but you're my <laughs> I'm brothers. Okay with that. You're my brothers, though. Um. So so, how do people get involved? So if if I'm if I'm a young teamster listening to this podcast right now, I want to get involved. How do I do that? I the easiest way, honestly, hit up the app. There is a link on there that will email us directly on the app, and we will answer that email. And we'll reach out to you. Like I said, we have members of the Futures on every shift. Someone will come out to you. We'll find you, as creepy as that sounds. Cool. So if you're looking to get involved out there, just um, check out the app. If you, have, if you haven't downloaded the app, shame on you. Go do it now and, um, and register through the app and click on that link and, and, and send the Futures a, an email and, and get involved. Come to a union meeting. We're at every union meeting. That's the one good thing you see about... When these young guys get involved, we bring them down to a meeting with us. Then they get hooked. They start to realize, hey, I'm hearing what the union has to say from the word of Rocco up on the podium, not yeah. second, third hand. I mean, if I can't tell you how many times that I've heard, oh, the plant's closing right after I left a union meeting when they talked about how good we're doing. Yeah, we, we say it all the time. Yeah. Sikorsky Aircraft is the most sophisticated rumor mill that you've yeah, ever it encountered. It really is. Yeah. And know. the good thing about meetings is you can come down and... 
on the floor, ask these questions, and Rocco responds to all of them. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can get some good food. Yep. So the next meeting's October 20th for anybody that's interested. One and four o'clock, the meetings start. If you come down about an hour beforehand, we're going to have the food truck here from Micro out of Hamden. Um, they're going to have really good locally sourced food for everybody. And it's all free for the members. So definitely come down, get a bite to eat, and figure out what's going on with your union. Dave, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks, I appreciate you, it. And, Always um, happy to talk shop. And, and, and be ready because we're going to have you back to talk um, a little bit more. I'm into it. Yeah, we're we good. Are. All right. So um, just a, a reminder to everyone out there listening, ballots, by the time you're listening to this podcast, you should have gotten your ballot for the international officers election. Please, if you have not returned that ballot, it takes 30 seconds to fill out that ballot, stick it back in the self-addressed postage paid envelope and stick it in the mailbox. Make sure you vote. Please yeah. vote. This is a really important election, so get that vote in the mail. Um, don't hesitate to do that. Don't wait another day. Do it now. Um, Make sure you use both envelopes, too. So you've got two envelopes with that ballot. You're going to put your ballot into the secret ballot envelope and place that inside the mailing envelope. If you don't do that, they might not count your vote. So make sure that you do it correctly and follow the instructions. Yep. So do we have a contest? Yes, we do. What is it? It's what joint council is 1150 part of and how many locals does it represent? What joint council is local 1150 a part of and how many locals does that joint council represent? Okay, so that's the contest question for this week. Put your answer in an email. Send it to comms at teamsters1150.org. That's C-O-M-M-S at teamsters1150.org. We'll take all the correct answers. We'll throw them in a hat, and we'll pick one winner out, and you win some really cool local 1150 stuff. All right, so that's it for us for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you have not followed us yet, please go to Podbean and follow the local 1150 Um podcast the 10 to 12 podcast um don't wait to do that because it's really cool you're just going to get you're going to get sent the new uh the new episodes every time they drop all right so again thanks for listening i'm stephen french i'm vinnie kaitsi and we're here with jason shoemaker our the stat, stat man. man all right and we'll see you next time thanks Thank you.